The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Wrestling with Jonas, episode 349 and the last interview of February, uh, the 29th of February. I don't think I've ever done a podcast on a leap year day before, but here we are for a Thursday evening and uh, I've got none other than Mike, Peter and Craig from United Wrestling. Guys, how are you doing and thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we're good. Good. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. We, we, over the next hour, hour and 15, however long we go, we're going to take a deep dive into United Wrestling, uh, the awesome 2023 that they had, uh, what the future looks like for United Wrestling. And of course, they got their next show, March the 10th, flipped the script from the TAP Social Movement in Oxford. And we'll talk about the, the origins of uh, United Wrestling, all the highlights, all of their favourite matches uh, and moments, and uh, say the wrestlers that have helped to make United Wrestling what it is now. But before we take a, a deep dive with the guys from United Wrestling, just a quick reminder, obviously February's been a very busy month for Wrestling with Jonas. It kicked off with uh, Jay Joshua, who joined me earlier on this month. Uh, and of course, Heidi Katrina, a guest of mine, probably two and a half years ago, joined me in the month of February, just 24 hours after becoming the very first Slam Wrestling Finland Women's Champion. And speaking of Slam Wrestling Finland, Michael Magellati, otherwise known as uh, the wrestling legend Starbuck, joined me in the month of February as well. Check out all of these on whatever audio platform you're listening to this on, or on YouTube, of course. And uh, a couple of people that, uh, or at least one person that United might be familiar with, Alexis Falcon. She's going to be featuring at the next show, Flip the Script. Um, and of course, Scotty Rourke, one half of the United Wrestling Tag Team Champions. One half of the Dogs Bollocks was on the show just a couple of weeks ago. And... Uh, don't forget to hit subscribe because next week we've got none other than Eddie Dennis joining me on Monday the 4th of March. That's going to be an interview you're not going to want to miss. Uh, but today it's all about these guys here and it's all about United Wrestling. And, and uh, guys, I've got to ask you, 2023 was an absolutely fantastic year. It was the year when United Wrestling came onto my radar and a lot of other people's radar for the, the awesome shows, the fantastic atmosphere, the great matches, moments and storylines. Uh, but when you think back to the last 12 months and how United Wrestling has really grown uh, in that time, um, you know, you must, are you pinching yourself? You're kind of thinking, yeah, you know, we've got a long way to go, but 2023 was a banger. Yeah, the rest, wrestlers talk about like their breakout year and like, oh, you know, like, this is the year I broke out. For us, last year was just absolutely, absolutely insane. It, it felt unreal. Still feels unreal. There was, there was comments at the end of the year where people were going, you know, you're, you're one of the best companies around. And we're like, well, you know, thank you. Like, we never set out to be, but thank you. You know, that's amazing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 2023 was unreal. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. It, it, it always felt like it was a, a pipe dream that we would get our name out there and we'd, we'd become, like I said, a big name. But People actually buy tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're just grateful for everyone that comes along and, and you know, if we can put on a good show, that's, that's, that's you know, that's the, tick, the box ticks. Yeah. And, and coming out of 2023, a lot of momentum, as you've just explained, as you've just described, a lot of momentum for United Wrestling and uh, looking forward to another busy and hopefully very successful year for United Wrestling in 2024. 
Yeah, so 2024, uh, I, I know you've got the graphic lined up for later, but we've actually got is it 10 shows now this year or 11, 11, 11 shows possibly as well. this, year, this year. So, that, you know, from last year we did seven, this time we're doing 11. Wow. So, <laughs> it's a little bit of a growth, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah, we talk about all of that and so much more, but uh, a little bit of a, a strange, uh, weird coincidence. Uh, and I like to, you know, hit my audience with a, a fact. But um, today, being a leap year, the 29th of February 2024, um, and you actually ran your second ever show, day two uh, for United Wrestling. I think it was early, well, it was obviously 29th of February 2020, four years ago. So for you guys, uh, a little bit of a full circle moment considering how United's grown in them four years and where you are today. Yeah, so you know, uh, day two, uh, I could do this all day. Yeah, I can do this all night. I can do this all day. Um, it, the old fire station in Oxford, uh, which is a, another amazing venue. Uh, we was our, also our first sellout show as well. Um, and we had no champion. We did a massive, great big eight person, six person, six, six person six elimination match for the championship. And yeah, what a, what, yeah, full circle four years later. Who knew? Yeah. Uh, could you ever imagine that in that time, especially now, United would be putting on quality matches, quality shows with the top UK names, um, selling out the tap social, which we will talk about in detail very, very soon. But uh, like I say, it's been a hell of a journey and uh, a lot of success in in that time, especially more recently. Yeah. yeah honestly, I don't know. I, uh, we just I think we, we, always, we always felt that it was possible. We just needed the right venue and the same with the sample. yeah we the, never uh, we never set when we set out it was never about oh you know we want to be the next progress or the next no. rev pro or anything like that. it was always like can we just come put on a good wrestling show something that we would enjoy watching that's right so to get to the point now where we've got all these amazing people that are coming on our shows is just it's phenomenal you just it's and asking to be on yeah the people like you know messages you, you mentioned earlier eddie dennis i've got a message from him going can i be on your show He's like wow yeah yes yes you can <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not going to say no to Eddie Dennis. I think that's going to be one of the biggest names of the UK scene. Um, but uh, we talk more about the, the Tap Social because I really want to kind of have a, a deep dive into that venue and how that's been quite an important part of your success over the last year or two. Um, but um, United Wrestling, um, I, I've said to you before, in the flesh and via Messenger, that it is very, very different, very, very unique to a lot of other promotions that I've been to, that I've seen and watched over the last however many years. Um, it definitely does seem to be something very unique and very different about it. Uh, you know, we, we're going to touch on it, but certainly the kind of intergender aspect of United Wrestling, where there doesn't appear to be any boundaries regarding male and female wrestling. And that's something that you've really made, Jerome. But in general, the, the action and the atmosphere is always fantastic. Um, at the tap social it always feels like you're doing something very unique something very refreshing almost as if you're carving your own path in the british wrestling landscape in 2024 well, i i hope i hope so yeah um yeah. i really do hope we are carving our own path um well i've never heard intergender in not don't, don't know what that is we just we just mm. have wrestling we just have wrestling like it, yeah um we've never one of the things we set out for when we said let's 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 do this this thing uh was you know why why can't people of any gender identity wrestle anybody else of gender identity it makes no sense whatsoever you know, having these these divisions um and that's what we just stuck with we never we've never knowingly gone right we must book this person because they are x or we've never booked this but you know 
it's always just been about this 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 person is a great wrestler let's let's get them on let's see what they can do yeah uh guys any more thoughts on that because we know i've had had alexis falcon on the show last week and uh she said exactly the same especially with a tag team partner uh, charles crowley been on your show um and you know that i think intergender the term intergender is almost becoming outdated now and you certainly don't like using it um but i think that you were kind of you know bucking the trend as far as booking female and male talent against one another, whether it be in tag uh, competition or singles competition, and it's become a, a staple of your shows. Um, but uh, still, a, a lot of other companies are still catching on to that, aren't they? Uh, absolutely. I mean, look at the show we did recently where you'd go, we had Simon Quest and Means that, uh, and uh, Lex Falcon all in one match. You know, you've got a six foot six guy, a five foot six, a six foot a six foot five guy, and I don't know how tall Alexis is, but let's say like five five. She's five, five four, five four, five four. Okay, <laughs> you know, it, on the face of it, you'd be like, that's ridiculous. But my God, what a great match! And yeah. I, Alexis is amazing. You know, why can't she beat up these two guys? There's right. no, no issue with it whatsoever. It's about removing the, from us. We wanted to remove those barriers that you, know, you see so often in, in, in other promotions that. <sighs> You know that that prevent these excellent matches going ahead. You know, these, these are skilled people that can put on amazing entertainment, and they're often not given the opportunities to do that. We wanted to take down any barrier that would prevent them from doing just that, and, and and push it forward. And it's always been at the heart of what we do. And as long as it continues to be, I think we'll we'll hopefully start making some noise and and, uh, and, and obviously uh, bring other people around to the same way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you guys have like a, a mission statement or a, a particular vision? What What do you believe that United Wrestling kind of stands for, and, and what's it all about? If you were to sum up United Wrestling to anybody that's maybe not heard or uh, you know seen any of your your shows yet, uh, how would you describe it? So we used to we start every all our shows with the same same speech, which was leave your bias at the door, check your privilege, because everybody's welcome. And it doesn't matter. And that was that was kind of our statement. It was that everybody is welcome, regardless. You should never feel um, chastised or anything for any belief or any experience that you have in your life. If you want to come just watch some wrestling and just shut off the world for a bit, that's what we were there for. It was that's that's that was our kind of USP, wasn't it originally? Yeah. Um, and I don't think we've ever shied away from that. It's always just been we are united, and so are you. So let's just watch some wrestling together. Yeah, that's really, really cool. And uh, I've seen a good handful of shows at the Tap Social in 2023. Uh, a very unique venue. It's actually a brewery, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, I think they describe, you know, they describe uh, themselves as having criminally good beer. Um, and I think they, they do some, some, some awesome food as well. But uh, uh, I'd say it lends itself also, also uh, perfectly as a, as a wrestling venue. Uh, rather surprisingly, uh, let's say you've got the balcony, you've got the two sides which are filled uh, with United Wrestling fans. But uh, tell us about the Tap Social and why you first started using that venue for your shows. So to, that kind of comes, yeah, it kind of comes in uh, come with the kind of history of how we started. So we ran our first two shows and they were they were at the old fire station or the OFS, which is a theatre in on Gloucester Green in Oxford. And it's a beautiful venue. It's really, really nice. Uh, but we kind of sold it out and we couldn't make any money there. And we're like, okay, we need to find some hours. Uh, so we, we defaulted to the standard 
school. Let's find some schools, hundreds of schools around. And we found a, a really lovely little venue inside of school. And um, we could fit about 300 people in it. We're like, okay, this is, this is really cool. Plus the shape of the building was a hexagon, which is obviously our logo as well. So it really worked nicely for us, but we couldn't sell it. We had, I think the first show we might have had 20 to 30 people. There was a little thing called COVID as well. But that was post-COVID. Yeah, it was post-COVID. Um, and most of them were family and friends. And it was like, oh, you know, what have we done? You know, we can't. The OFS, it was difficult to get back in the OFS because they are so, so busy. Um, yeah. We're like, you know, what, what have we done? We can't, we can't keep doing this. This is, maybe this is not possible. Maybe wrestling isn't suitable for Oxford. And this was back when there was a couple of other wrestling companies that were previously set up in Oxford and had disappeared as well. So we're like, oh, maybe the scene just doesn't exist here. Uh, and then I was sat, uh, I definitely wasn't sat at work doing it. <laughs> um, Googling, going, you know, what venues are out there? And I just, I don't know how, we're all from Oxford and we've all grew up here um, literally the entire lives. And I just typed in social clubs and up pop, tap social. I've never heard of it before, never knew it. It was, it's what, 20 minutes from where I live. Um, and I was like, do you know what? Well, that's, that's an amazing looking building. I wonder if we can fit a ring in there. Um, I was very iffy on that. Though. Yeah, and then I put it across to the guys. I'm like, never, you can't fit a, you cannot fit a ring in there. It's just not going to work. Just looking at that picture, you, you barely can, but it is. <laughs> Some would argue that you can't. Say. <laughs> Sometimes I do. I have to defend a lot of my ideas usually. <laughs> and I'm like, let's just do this. Just go look at it. You know, if, yeah. it, if we turn up and it can't fit, then I'll, I won't pressurize anymore. And that'll be it. Which turned up, take measures in hand. Yeah. Thankfully, the guy that the um, I don't actually know what his role is, but he, you know, <laughs> he, he works for Tap Social, but he's like really important to them. Um, he, he's a massive wrestling fan as well, so he was super, super on board. Take measures out, ring will fit, right? Let's just do it. And obviously, we did day five, Mayday, Mayday there. It was very loud. Uh, and it was unreal. Yeah. I remember there was a bit uh, just before, uh, unless you've not seen it on social media, uh, CJ Carter cashes in his, what was the blank check at that point. It was just before that happened. I went upstairs and I'm like, I was chatting to him. And I was like, mate, they are so loud down there. And it was just that moment we're going, yeah, this is this is your home, mate. You, yeah. You're not going anywhere now. You're staying here. And that's and that was it. The rest, the rest was history, you know. We, we we made really good friends with Tap Social. They're a lovely, lovely bunch of people and they do really good work. Uh, and yeah, we're just mutually beneficial. There we go. I'm just going to bring up them in pictures again. And uh, like I say, there's the picture of the ring. Uh, that's one side of it. Obviously, it goes under, you've got seating underneath the balcony and there's uh, like I say, a viewing from the balcony also. Um, and uh, like I said, the Tap Social have been very, very good. There's obviously the picture of the bar. And yep. some fans there, the Simon section. We'll talk more about the Simon Ooh. section a little <laughs> later on. And uh, like I say, uh, fans, they definitely like to get involved <laughs> in the action, don't they? But uh, And they also received their own championship belt after the yeah. last show in December. Uh, tell us a bit about that. Uh, it was just, we just wanted to give back to them. It, it, like I just said, without, without, when we found the Tap Social, we set this thing up and it just took off. We haven't. We've always been pretty much every single chat sellout show there. It was like without the tap social, we probably wouldn't be where we are now. It, we wouldn't be. It's not probably. It's undoubtedly. We would not be where we are now. Uh, it, it'd be hit and miss whether we were even still running. It was that. That's kind of how much they saved us. Um, and we just want to give back to them. And they were like, "No, you are the true champions." So here's about to prove it. Uh, obviously designed by Hellfire Designs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and that was it. I just, just wanted to get back to uh, I'm hoping it's up on their wall. I haven't been down there since, so. There we go. And uh, we've had lots of people kind of sending questions and comments already. And uh, Richie Horrigan, who's watching us live at home, who thought of the name United Wrestling, uh, United We Stand? So obviously coming from uh, from Oxford, would I be right to assume that you're all Oxford United fans? And would that be something to do with the name? No? Yeah, can't, can't stand football. <laughs> <laughs> can't stand football. We're united in a hatred of football. <laughs> um, if I'm really on it, it was me and Craig that started it. Um, and I don't actually know where the name came from. Oh, it was brainstorming. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know where it came from. It was. It just made sense. You Sounds know. Cool. Yeah, it just made sense that we wanted to do this uh, show where everyone could be together. So therefore, we are united. And that was it. Well, full transparency. I'm also from Oxford. And I can't stand football also, so yeah, 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 yeah. it makes four of us. <laughs> although although I, I was a season ticket holder uh, before I knew knew better. Uh, I've always, always been past the, um, the Kassam Stadium and gone, do you know what, one day I'd love to do a stadium show there. You know, just because it is, I mean, it probably wouldn't be there much longer, but... Yeah. <laughs> No, I was a season yeah. ticket holder back at the Manor Grounds uh, back oh, when they were actually winning matches. Oh, but uh, And uh, we got to uh, Peck and Playboy Hakan. Yeah. Uh, who's watching us live via YouTube? Thank you, uh, Hakan. United Wrestling is a place no one should sleep on. Absolutely phenomenal shows every single time. And Hakan would know that. He's performed on uh, a few of your shows for sure. Uh, thank you, Hakan. Keep sending in your questions. Keep sending in your comments. I've got a few more that I will read out very, very soon, uh, but many more to come, I'm sure. And, and let's talk about sticking with the TAP Social and your loyal fan base that you've built up. Um, over the last five years, but like, be honest, you know, over the last two years since you've been performing out of the TAP social movement in Oxford, and uh, I think you've got a lot of loyalty there amongst your fan base. You've got a loyalty amongst the people that will show up at show in, show out, um, have a great time, revel in the atmosphere, um, and be uh, an important part of the show. But talk to us a bit about the United fans because you said, you know, back in the, you know, day one, day two from the old fire station when you would get 20 or 30 friends and relatives through the doors and nobody else through to selling out the last few shows. Um, and it's a lot to do with what you guys, but also what the, the fans bring as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a big shout out to uh, Sam um, who was at, was at day two. He was one of the fans at day two and has been to every single show since to the point of the ones in Reading, he's actually been helping out and working ring crew with us. Um, so massive shout out for him. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. We get the, the, the questicles that are the loudest bunch of fans I think I've ever seen. And the, the, the reason Simon is the champion <laughs> is purely because of them, because they made so much noise. You just like, you cannot ignore them. It was, they, they are fantastic. And they followed us to Reading as well, which is amazing um they're a really good bunch we've got such it's it's so nice just to um we know them like do, do, do you remember how the questions came on on scene no do you not remember we had <laughs> we had the, we had the show on the liverpool went to be playing there was supposed to be showing the liverpool match really at the tap and as i understand it most of them came on to watch the liverpool match oh yeah yeah you're they, right. they were told no sorry it's a private event ticket entrance etc etc and they it's stuck around, tickets. they bought tickets <laughs> and, and stuck around, and they've been back every time since. Yeah, and that, 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 that's, I mean, we're, we're opening doors to, to you know, new audiences. The, 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 right. the fans are great because there's so many of them, Hamza as well, no one's been yeah. to so many shows. Yeah, um, time. you know, super keen, he wants to, he wants to train and he wants to be a wrestling manager and all these different things. And you go, 
great, mate. That's awesome, you know. And you just get to know these people. Sometimes you don't know them by full name because you haven't had a chance. And that's, that's like, oh, you. I, I know you. You're you're that you're you're that you're that person, right? <laughs> but I know you. And yeah, it's amazing. We see them, we see them around Oxford as well because most of them are from Oxford as well. So it's really nice. Yeah, it's also been known for you to have a a four legged fan through the door as well. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. I, I think uh, there was a dog a few shows ago that, that pretty much stole the show and uh, took the attention away from the talent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bailey was actually, so um, Gary, who does the music for us, he's a DJ, uh, his his uh, fiance brought their dog along and then Act 2 came out for their match and they're like, it's a dog! It's yeah. a, and that was it. The show stolen. This judge's dog got everything. Yeah. All the bad guys could be like, oh, I hate dogs. And all the good guys went over and stroked the dog. E easy, cheapy and uh, easy, easy pop. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I, I want to touch on what I think is is one of my highlights from United over the last 12 months. And possibly the same for you guys as well. When that's the three matches that we got from Scotty Rourke and Kira Chimera. And uh, I've had both of them on the show. Scotty very recently. Kira was on the show in November. Um, <laughs> but I think that the, the chemistry that those two had in the ring as opponents, those three matches that they had culminating in that uh, chain match and just the, the, the emotion and the energy that they brought to that venue during those three matches through to what we know now as the Dogs Bollocks and the United Tag Team Champions. But tell us a little bit about that, because I think Scotty uh, wasn't even originally planned to face Kira in their first match. I think he was a last-minute replacement, wasn't he? So th this kind of amazing trilogy of matches and chemistry and partnership that we now have between those two was pretty much by chance, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, honestly. So um, Kira, we, we, we love Kira. Kira's great. She was on, she was at day five, of, I believe. In fact, she was against... <laughs> the posters on the wall. Uh, yeah, she, the posters. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was at day five. Um, in fact, I think she was against Aluna. At day five, uh, and it was well, we 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 love her. She's great. Uh, the attitude, the vibe, is everything perfect. It fitted in with us and and the top social and United. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So um, we set up this match where it was meant to be Kira versus Aluna in a kind of no hold bars match, but unfortunately Aluna picked up an, um, a legit injury beforehand. So we were desperately trying to find like someone. A week before the show, yeah, it was it was not long before at all, and we were desperately trying to find a replacement. And we'd already, I'd already kind of messaged Scotty about being on a future show. And it kind of not really got back to me. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, this is not interested or whatever. Uh, and I just messaged him again out of blue and said, I, what do you feel like? You, you know, do you fancy facing Kira? Uh, I know it's last minute. And it, it just all came together. Um, we, we, one of our things is we, we don't, we give people a stage. And after that, it's, it's over to them. They're, they're the professionals. Yes, they're the trained wrestlers. They, they know they're what they're doing. Team. You know, here's a, here's a stage, guys. Go do what you do. Uh, and they went out and they just absolutely battered each other. You know, it really was just, I'm sat there and I'm just hearing, hearing some of the hardest oh, kicks and punches. And I'm like, just, does one of them owe each other money or yeah, something? You know, it's, that's what it came <laughs> It was insane. And it was, I, I just remember sitting back and uh, I think, I think Kira came up to me after and she was like, oh, can, you know, can I get some feedback? I'm like, not really, because I kind of watched it as a fan. I have to admit, you know, <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so we, it was so good. Uh, and then our, our Twitter, sorry, X and Facebook and Instagram were like, we want rematches. We want a rematch. We want a rematch. And I'm like, you know what? I, I buy into that too. I really want to, I want a rematch too. Let's do, let's do Kieran Rourke round two. 
and then that that became let's do round three and let's make it a chain match and wow. Kira pulled Scotty off the balcony with a chain, which is that's that's one of the gruesome parts I've ever seen. That, that's not that that's not horrible. pleasant. Like it's yeah, it that's high up. Yeah. <laughs> it's high. Doesn't look like it in the footage. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, the chemistry was natural. I can't. They they speak so highly of us when they're talking about giving this opportunity and um, and it's really appreciated. But honestly, the work was all theirs. They did they did the work. We just gave them stage. Um, they they made the dog bollocks, uh, and it, it's amazing. Absolutely, and there's a, a picture of the two of them having just won the United Tag Team Titles, um, and uh, there they are. And uh, like I say, they've they've only had one match. They do have a championship defense coming up on March the 10th, which we will talk about. But I think when you talk about you know, the, the journey and the story of Kira and Scotty, the dogs bollocks and becoming the, the tag team champions. I think they kind of, in a funny sort of way, define what United Wrestling is all about as well, don't they? A hundred percent. Yep. They are just two people that... They are a tag team. Yeah, they are. They are. It, it is unbelievable what, what those two have been through and done and how much it's, it meant. And I didn't I didn't know any of it until they opened up and told me what, you know, especially Kira with telling us how much, I know she spoke about it on when she, when you had her on, um, mm. what it just meant to her. And you're like, wow, I didn't I didn't know any of that. That's that's fantastic. You know, I'm so glad that we got to be able to do that. And they, and look what's coming of it. You know, they are the world tag team yeah. champions now. They yeah. defended over in... Um, I'm going to pronounce this terribly badly. Is it Rich Cast Catch? Uh, Ricks, Ricks Catch. Yes. Yeah, Ricks Catch. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, amazing. And they, they mentioned it to us. Can we can we take them over to there? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Go for it. Your bouts. You know, defend them wherever you like. Please, just defend them, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> and, and there you go. And uh, they are now world tag team champions. You could say for United. But I mean, I, I want to you know shine a spotlight on a few other. You know, top stars that have really helped to make United over the last couple of years. And you can't talk about the Dogs Bollocks without talking about uh, the Odyssey. Uh, Artemis and Adonis Payne, tag team champions, inaugural tag team champions for over 300 days. I think I've got down as 307 days. Uh, multiple defences. It was about nine or ten defences. But who, in my opinion, really grew not only as United tag team champions, but they grew as wrestlers and they grew as performers thanks to the platform that United gave them um, and uh, look at what they're doing around the UK now. But uh, I think the Odyssey, you know, really kind of flourished in a United ring, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I, I, it is. I actually was speaking to Adonis and Artemis recently and I went back and watched some of their first matches because I, I was trying to find some footage and I'm like, wow, you know, that, that, that where they are there to where they are now you wouldn't even realise it was the same person. But that's not to say that they were bad then. They were fantastic, otherwise we wouldn't have kept them. But it, their growth has been absolutely insane. Uh, and you know what? I know they're supposed to be nasty, nasty heels, but that, <laughs> what lovely, lovely people yeah. they really are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%, 100%. Um, and yeah, they, they defined our tag team division for yeah. over a year. So. Yeah. yeah, just about giving them that stage to do what they do best and... You know, the, the only one thing we ask for is, is make it entertaining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no shortage of that. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, here they are with the tag gold when they were champions. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe slightly better times for memes there. Uh, but alongside uh, <laughs> Artemis and Adonis there when they were uh, the meme team. But uh, you can't talk about the Odyssey and Adonis Payne without talking about your current 
uh, phantom weight champion as well. And yeah. uh, there he is. And uh, I've said before, I, I worked with him at a show on Saturday um, and uh, bumped into him uh, at a show on Sunday. And like I say, everywhere I go, uh, Adonis Payne is everywhere because he is that good. But uh, as your current phantom weight champion, um, I think he's, he's kind of climbed a few levels since I first uh, bumped, in, bumped into him a couple of years ago. But um, as a single star now, I think the world is his oyster and doing some phenomenal things with that championship too. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, look, Ignite champion, which is amazing. Uh, obviously, he had his match against Bullet at uh, um, Tidal recently, which is just great. Um, obviously, we booked him against Bullet first. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> okay, it was a triple, but, you know, even so... Uh, yeah, honestly, and I've, I've, I've openly said it to, to Adonis um, that I fully expect not, to not be able to book him soon because he'll just be so busy. And that's that's fantastic. That's what he should be. Um, he, he love, lovely guy and going places. Seriously, going places. To the point I have to like, stop hurting himself, you know, because you've got a long career ahead of you. Yeah, and uh, we've got to talk about Luna or uh, Luna Blue, um, but uh, she has been your future proof champion since about May of last year. I think that was maybe chapter nine or something, um, but uh, a phenomenal fighting champion. Um, yeah. She really has taken on all comers. And uh, I've been a fan of Luna now for probably two and a half years, I have to say. And uh, I, I, I first bumped into her when she was probably only five or six matches in, and now she's taking the UK by storm. Um, but uh, the, the first ever future-proof champion for United Wrestling. And I think every match she has clawed and scratched and fought and kicked her way to another victory over top competition. Um, and she is still the future-proof champion and doing uh, a phenomenal job as the champion as well. Yeah, absolutely. One of one of um, everyone talks about the Dog Bollocks matches, but one of the secretly one of my favourite ones was Hurt versus Nico. Oh, my favourite too. It was just brutal. It was just absolutely brutal. It was so good, and yeah, what what a match, you know. Um, it, it was an interesting one as well because when Nico when Nico made his entrance, and what's Nico's a style, you know, he, already, and it was, the the audience was silent. I was like, oh, Scary. you know, this is. This is going to be a problem. They don't know who he is. This is really bad. And Aluna comes out to the biggest pop of the night. Amazing, you know. And then that match goes on, and there was everybody was out of their seats. As you soon know. as he kicked her. Yeah. And what? And and again, yes, she has defined the future proof. Uh, the future proof was what became was the blank check originally. Um, so you can cash it in uh, on a shot at um, the United Wrestling Championship whenever you want. Um, so it's kind of golden ticket. It's the money in the bank if you want to call it that. For you know. Copyright infringement. Um, <laughs> um, but she really has to find the future proof championship. Um, and she has, you're right, she, Scotty Walk and, and Nico and some other people. Oh, <laughs> Harry Sefton, multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got the, got the picture here. Um, but uh, yeah, a whole array uh, of top stars around the UK. Um, but uh, she is still the future-proof champion. And we'll talk a bit more about Aluna because I know that she has a role to play. She'll be there on the 10th of March, and we'll discuss that a little bit later on. Um, but we have to talk about your current United champion. And we spoke about the Simon section earlier, the, the questicles, um, and here he is immediately after winning the championship. 
Um, but to all, what, six foot five, six foot six of him, he's a, a towering guy. He's very intimidating when I have to do a backstage interview with him. Um, here he is in a, a recent match against Bullets. But uh, he's every bit the champion, every bit the United champion um, and a champion that uh, United can be very, very proud of. But uh, you mentioned about the Simon section and how loud and raucous they are being quite an important part as to why Simon Quest became the big star in United Wrestling. But tell us a bit more about Simon Quest and what really caught your eye and why you think he makes such a fantastic champion for your company. So Simon, Simon it's a fluke. A lot of our stuff that happens for us is Simon's one of the, he's the, one of the pillars of United, you know, yeah. With him, Aluna, uh, Josh, uh, Adonis, Odyssey. and Artemis, you know, Odyssey. Yeah, the Odyssey. Yeah, <laughs> they're just the pillars. They're the ones that they all debuted on day five, which was like almost. It was the restart. It was the reboot. Yeah, day five for us really was. That was the first one at the Tap Social, and Simon came along. He he went against Hakan. Uh, who was it was he? a recommendation from Aluna, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, mean, I, was I, I, I had messaged Aluna, and I was like, no, I really. What I really want is a really good, good guy. You know, really just come in and get the crowd going. She's like, you need, you need to have Simon Quest on. And along he came, and yeah, he is. He has been one of the most naturally mm-hmm. over people I've ever seen. If you want to use that term, it was Not never forced. Ring, never it's so backstage nice. as yeah, well. Never, it's... nothing was forced. Nothing was. You got to do this. You got to do that. It was just he went out there, just had a really good time. And people love him because do you know what? He's a lovely person. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> He's a really, really nice guy. Um, and it, and that was and it became apparent that the, the crowd loved him. And we got to Monster Bash uh two, and it was like, Oh, if I really hope Simon wins, because if he doesn't, then there may actually legitimately be a riot. <laughs> and thank god he did win. So yeah, that moment. There we go. But, but but that moment was, you know, it sent chills down anybody, you know, that, that was watching that. Um, it was a, an unexpected win, but the, the fans exploded, didn't they? And it was, you know, the, the, the Simon section, the quest, of course, call them what you will. Um, they really, really did revel in that moment. And uh, it was a very special moment, very special moment for 2023 and in United Wrestling's history. But uh, I think if you were to ask Simon Quest and if you would say, look, you know, if, if, he, if he cut himself, he would bleed United Wrestling. I think that United has really done a lot for his growth as a wrestler, as a performer. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's been with you for a little while as well, even before winning the championship, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, day five last year. So he's been with us um, since since 1st of May 2023. Yeah, 1st yeah, yeah, of May 2023. Um, every show, I don't think he's missed a single show since then. No, I don't think he has. Uh, including the ones when we, yeah, oh, we went to Phantom and we went to Double Barrel Brewery in Reading as well. He's on both those shows. Um, yeah, he really is. He, he personifies United. He really does. Absolutely. Let's go to some uh, comments and questions that have come through since we've uh, gone live. And uh, let's have a quick look. We've got, uh, we mentioned Tidal earlier. We've actually got the Tidal owner, Taj, watching us live at home via Facebook. Um, keep up the great work. We'll have to come down to a show soon. 
So well, hopefully we'll see yeah, a Taj yeah. down at the Tap Social soon, sampling some of that uh, craft beer, of course. Um, and we've actually got Dale Johnson watching us live at home as well. Hi, Dale. Uh, you know, the rest of one of the, uh, the best venues that he's worked in, uh, overdue a trip down to Oxford, maybe. Um, but um, yeah, like I say, Dale Johnson, thank you so much for watching. And uh, I think he's been a part of uh, one or two United shows in the past. Oh, there's a, there's unfinished business. There's, there's unfinished business. He bottled Simon and there's been no repercussions <laughs> from it. <laughs> that that would be a match I'd like to see for sure. Uh, the, the last Viking watching us live on YouTube. Uh, the Tap Social and United Wrestling go hand in hand. The venue and the people are incredible. Um, and uh, he asks, or the last Viking asks, uh, what was your favourite moment of 2023? Uh, I'm assuming he's referring to in a United Wrestling ring. So do you have any favourite moments or highlights from last year, guys? Uh, I've got to say, my personal favourite is probably different from everybody else's, just because of the, I love the moment. Um, and it was at End Zone, the first show of 2023, uh, when I stepped in as referee in Josh Folds and memes his match. And I gave him the finger. And then I bottled him. And the whole place was giant. Fuck you, Mike. That is <laughs> something was, we say regularly. Anyway, <laughs> so, you know. Honestly, that was my moment. I love that. I love the reaction. Um, so much love for Josh. Josh, you know, is it just he is the only person that has been at every single show for United. Um, I don't, I don't. He has genuinely put the company on his back. Yeah. Um. Or, and he he should be booked everywhere. Everyone should have Josh. Really should. Um. But it doesn't mean he doesn't deserve a good bottling. <laughs> uh, but that moment that moment was just for me was just fantastic so yeah these two might have different ideas but mine is Sullivan winning the title I mean you don't get like feel good moments that much in like a smaller venue yeah that that went down really well I think that I was going to say the same I mean yeah besides that I think it's just the spectacle of seeing people jump off the, the balcony yeah uh, I mean I dive off the top oh, that helps. three uh, three people have been off that balcony yeah and, you know so for me you know, just seeing them literally put their bodies on the line um and, and you know hoping to constantly make it out the other side uh it, it, it is, is is such a huge thrill for me but yeah, like Greg says, that, that moment with Simon, his genuine surprise. Um, See, I filmed that as well, so yeah, I got to be yeah. very close to, yeah. to see it. <laughs> that picture, that picture you put up earlier with the with the ticket tape coming down, he's, it looks like he's looking up at the old WrestleMania sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, he's dead set eyes on me because he's like, what the hell has just happened? <laughs> There you go, there you go. Then you think an hour later trying to sweep up all that confetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't use confetti, guys. It's yeah. really yeah. hard to clean up. Absolutely. And for me, I mean, my highlight of 2023 has to be the, the match between Aluna Blue and uh, Nico Angelo. I just thought that. I just that just gave me everything I wanted as a wrestling fan and more. It was just so, so special. It really, it really was. was. Um, the, the last Viking again uh, said uh, that dog was so over, um, and yes, it was. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, once again, the last Viking, he's been a, a busy guy. Uh, what speaks volumes for how good United are is that uh, my father hated wrestling. Uh, he now has it marked on his calendar and makes sure that he buys a ticket for every single show. So thank you so much, the last Viking. Keep sending me your questions. Keep sending in your comments. Um, but let, let me ask you guys, let's take a little bit of a trip down. What, what was the, the origins of United Wrestling? Tell us a bit about those early conversations between the three of you about wanting to start your own wrestling group um, and how it kind of developed from there. Well, it, there's two stories. There's two stories. <laughs> so the you've, got, what you've got the real story and then the one that was the story that got portrayed on, on camera. Um, the real story was, uh, so I was training. Uh, I started training in... Take yourselves back. I mean, right, right back. Oh, yeah. So, okay. two... so we, we, me and Craig, we wrestled in the back garden. We, we had, we had every wrestling. We yeah. had, we had the duvets. We had the mattresses. Uh, we were jumping off the shed roofs and hitting each other. Bad decision, bits of two by two because you know that was that was what you did. You no know, tries at home, guys. Uh, but interestingly, the biggest when we did this backyard stuff, it was all about stories. Even then, it was still about stories, and that hasn't so changed. Convoluted. Um, but yeah, so then I was training, I was training, I trained at, uh, the Projo, which became the Knuckle Locks and Hustle, um, and a few other places, and nothing was happening. I was getting told, you were really, really good. You're good. You're really good. You should be, you should be good and stuff. And I was making the rounds. I was shaking hands. I was putting myself out of, out of money, driving, driving people's rings around everywhere and doing different things. And it just, nothing was happening. Um, and then we went off and we were just like. This is ridiculous. Saw the uh, UK tournament. Yeah, we, see, we were up in saw the um, NXT UK tournament, uh, and it was like this is ridiculous. Why, why, why? When I message a, a, a company, do they not even get back to me? You know, not even a sorry, we're not interested. Just a just a nice reply. That's all it takes. You don't have to go. Yeah, I want you. Of course, you know, everyone's got a budget, but just a sorry, uh, we've, got, we've got no space for you at the moment. It'd just been nice to get that. And I, so we just said, let's let's just do it ourselves and let's. Try and set out this. We will try to apply to everybody. I'm not saying we do it because I, I imagine if I looked at my inbox, I reckon I'm about 95% responded to everybody. But I don't want to say I definitely do it. But um, that was kind of where we set started. It was let's just put and give everyone a stage. How hard could it be? Yeah, how hard could it be? <laughs> just respond to everybody and just make a nice environment where everybody can just come out and do their craft. And it was always about just giving people that stage. And from that point to day one, well, I suppose we've got to talk about the show that wasn't yeah. in between that. So we did a show. <coughs> yeah, I didn't do we went show. to do a show called uh, The Mutts Nuts, which would be our very first show. Uh, we're going to do a tournament, crown the champion. That's where this guy comes in. Right. So we wanted him. We wanted uh, authority uh, figure. an authority figure. You know, I was going to wrestle on the show. Craig was going to do the other stuff. We'd like, let's get the authority figure. Let's get the manager, the owner. And that's where Pete came in. The boss. Uh, we booked it, started putting our wrestlers, and then it all fell apart. And the venue let us down at the last minute, and we had to cancel the show. And it was, it was like, oh, okay. So it turns out this wrestling stuff's really quite tricky. Um, let's try again. And we, that's when we eventually came about to day one and did it's kicking off. And it was such a buzz. Honestly, stood there with me and him. I wasn't wrestling. I'd stopped at this point. That's right. Um, so I was like, let's just let's just host it together, me and you. You know, we're two mates. Let's just do that, and it was fantastic, and it just grew from that point um, to what it is now. Um, but that's that's the true origins of the story of it, really. Um, so, yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> what would you say were some of the, the key learning points from the first two shows? Because obviously, you know, after that second show, the world closed down. We didn't see any more UK wrestling for 18 months. I know you came back in about October 2021, but that those first two shows, I think you ran a show in 2019 and then early 2020, obviously four years ago, as we established earlier. Um, but what were some of the biggest uh, learning um, experiences or, or kind of moments from those two shows, being new promoters um, and kind of finding your feet and learning as you were going? I think, I don't, I don't know about these two, but one of the biggest things I've learned is there's there's a lot of politics in wrestling. There's a lot of politics. And most of it is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> there's it's a business and if you run it professionally and treat people as individuals, not as business um, acquaintances or one-time transactions yeah. or just a number, suddenly this gets a whole lot easier when you're just talking to them on a one-to-one -one basis and it's not come in, do this for me, see you later, but actually just go, Oh, you know, mate, oh, I really want to work for you. What can you bring? What can, what can we do for you? Um, Cause there were so many things early on where they're going, Oh, you can't do that. No, you don't do that. That's no, not you can't. Done thing. Don't. That's not the way it's done. Well, I, I found that in like, when I first joined into these guys, um, I come from a background of running events, which you know, there's contracts, there's, there's paperwork here, there's paperwork there, there's agreements, there's so and so will do X, Y, and Z for it. And so I'm going to them and say, well, you know, how do you guys, you know, sign the wrestler onto the roster and you know, run that? Where's the contract? Where's the, the bit that says they will you know, turn up at such and such time. Oh, no, we don't do any of that. And so for me, it was a steep learning curve. And I think we, we kind of found a middle ground, didn't we, that we thought, yeah. actually, we can make a difference. We can make it fairer to wrestlers. Yeah. That's when we started looking at equity and, and, and yeah. mission. You know, yeah, we did a lot of work with equity um, just after the Speaking Out campaign. We never got caught up in any of it, which is fantastic. Hmm. Um, because we were we worked people that we thought were good guys, you know, and good girls. You know, there was no... Oh, we're going to put this person because they, we should. It was always about oh, this person seems like a really nice person to work with. Let's work with them. Yeah, it's so important how they are backstage, yeah. not just. I think. I mean, you obviously you've been backstage at one of our events. So I'd say that one of the, the highlights of United is that backstage area where you've just got like-minded individuals. Doesn't seem any stress. Sharing yeah. and supporting and building each other up. It's fantastic, <laughs> and that's that's what we want. We don't want any anything else. And if people upset that balance, that's when potentially we don't want to work with them. So yeah. we always try to maintain that backstage area. Um, yeah. And that's what I think that's what biggest learning curve was like. Advice is great. Experience is better. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that was my learning curve, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got to, got to back you up on the backstage atmosphere. It is very, very uh, cool backstage, very friendly, very light. Um, everybody's uh, kind of in it for the same goal, for the same reasons, and all aiming towards the same goals. Um, but uh, obviously, your first show back, day three, October 2021. Um, now, having only had two shows under your belt before the pandemic, did, did it feel like you was almost starting again? You yeah. didn't really have any momentum behind you, no stories or anything like that that you could really refer back to. It must have felt like you were starting from scratch all over. Oh, massively so. Yeah, it was. So not only not only have we had um, a pandemic in the middle of it, there was there was speaking out campaign as well. Uh, we had we had brought a ring as well. So it was the first time we'd ever put up our own ring. I mean, I'd put up many in the past, but never our own one. Uh, we, were in, we were in a new venue, uh, and it kind of we were at a kind of point where we had to drop a lot of the 
the stories that we were working with because none of it made sense anymore. It had been, we had had one where the blighters at the time who were booked were attacking people, but that was that was two years ago. None of the people, surely no, they're not still injured two years later. Um, so it just, it was like, right, it is, it's a refresh. The, the first reboot. <laughs> um, you know, in, in that, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. It really was like, okay, well, let's just, let's go do it. Let's go do a thing and see what happens. I think that's something we've never been afraid to do, though, is actually just reassessing and just going, you know what? Yep. It, the direction we're going in, we need to, you know, we need to take Things hard, change. hard left. Things change. Have to, uh, yeah, you do. You need to be dynamic. You've got to be dynamic, you've got to be flexible, you've got to be organic with it as well. Yep. Things happen. You can get you can get messages the night before a show going, oh, I'm really sorry, but uh, I've to broken my ankle or, or done my neck in or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and you go, okay, cool. Awesome. I can deal with this the night before, <laughs> you know, and you just have to. It is what it is. That's wrestling. That's that's why we love it. It's beautiful. It's great. Absolutely. And we, we spoke earlier about the tap social, but you started using the tap show social for day five, um, yeah. and I feel that that's where United started to find its identity once they started performing out of that venue. I think you touched on it earlier on, but I think that that was a, a really, really fundamental movement uh, or, or moment of, of growth or progression for United as soon as they moved into that venue, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. It was so interestingly, and we, we spoke about this in the past, the three of us, <clears throat> we, we never changed the way we booked our show. We always booked the show the same way, the same idea, the same mentality. Nothing was different apart from from day one to day five. It was all the same. So why was day five so good? Because it was now in the right venue. So the the our attitude, the most our attitude now matched the venue's attitude, yeah. and it was that kind of oh okay that I get it now. It's kind of symbiotic and it's working together. There was a lot of other stuff that went on on that. The show was very hectic. That the it was an interesting show for sure. Like there's a lot that went on, but it was also very eye opening in a lot of different ways. A lot of people coming forward with stuff going. Here's some advice. Here's some ideas. What about this? What about that? Have you heard this? You know, and suddenly you start going, okay, well, that's making a lot of sense. Actually, I hadn't thought of this. And, you know, I don't want to go into it too much, but it was really interesting to hear that. Um, but yeah, it, honestly, the tap social on day five, that was the true reset. That was a true start of the company. Um, you could almost, I wouldn't because they're that important, but you could almost forget the first four shows and just start from day five. They are, they are that, they are simple, as simple as that. Yeah. And you mentioned about the, the four pillars of United Wrestling a bit earlier on, but I mean, I was going back through your match cards and your early <laughs> shows and uh, certainly your, your shows in 2022 leading into 2023. And I think that the names that really jumped out to me as, as possibly that they could be described as the backbone of United Wrestling, you've got the likes of CJ Carter, uh, Josh Nomax or Josh Folds, uh, Rex Armstrong memes. Uh, yeah. Dare I say it, Harry Sefton as well has been there oh, you know, no. from the early oh, days. No. Uh, but but th these names and probably a few other more, a few others that you're going to kind of remind me of uh, could be considered the backbone of United Wrestling from the very early days, from day one. Yeah, well, the only two that from day one were Means and um, Josh. Means and Josh. Um, Josh is truly good. us three. us <laughs> Well, yeah, well, we I'll I'll think, I'll I think we were. Yeah, that is a good list of names. You, you've got to have the Odyssey in there. You need a Luna and you need Questy as well. Um, they're, they're just fantastic I people. Think this, I think at the end of the day, it, it, 
we were all part of a big machine. And yeah. you know, whilst these, like you say, these guys are the pillars, you know, and, and they have been there from the start. They are, you know, they're just part of it. We couldn't have done it without everyone and everyone's true. Yeah, yeah. You know, from from day one, no matter whether they've played a, you know, a simple walk-on part or whether they've been there every show, it's all helped get us to where we are now. And everyone was kind of united, if you will. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? It just, it just it, it, it's, it's, it's that. <laughs> get it's, out. It's that got us there now. It's got us to where we are now. And you know we try, we try and play it forward, and, and you know, like I say, we, we sort of recognise those people that have, have played, played bigger parts, perhaps, but there's still yeah, thanks to those yeah. that played the small parts. There well. are people that we we talk about this all the time, right? We we hate getting people in for kind of a one and done. Yeah, yeah. hate it, just hate it because everyone's so talented and they're in their own right. You know, you could be the best wrestler in the UK, or you could be just starting out. You still got a place, you know. It's one. Yeah, absolutely, and it's so hard because I get messages like, you know, oh, you, you looked at this person. You're like, do you know what? Yeah, I, I have, but to get them in, I have to lose someone else, and I don't want to. But I do want this person at the same time, you know. Um, so it is hard, and you're absolutely right. So you might get people in, like, you know, we had we've had Haskins on back at day six, lined it up him and Danny Black. What a match, you know. Both, yeah, of them, you there. <laughs> both of them only about have one match with us they are both coming back at some point because they're both amazing <laughs> you know and that's the habit so you do have the pillars you know you do have your your odysseys and your josh and your memes and all these people and questy that are absolutely carrying this company through their hard work their graft um, their enthusiasm as well which is so yeah. so understated um but you've also got the ones that have come in, done that little bit, and they've just helped carry those things over. Yeah, yeah, all part of a, all part of a, a bigger machine. Um, but uh, wrestling outsiders are watching us live at home. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. So many of our favourite moments from 2023 took place in your company. Here's to 2024 and far, far beyond. So thank you so much, Wrestling Outsiders. Um, let's have a look, guys, if we can, at uh, Flip the Script, March the 10th, from the Tap Social and the matches that have been announced uh, so far. Um, so we've got uh, Nadia Sapphire versus Ronnie Knox versus uh, Violet Knight and uh, a triple threat women's match there but uh, this is uh, going to be a very very intriguing match and uh, I've worked with all three of these in the past at various companies um, and you've got them in a triple threat match on March the 10th tell us a little bit about that match and uh, preview it for us if you can yeah so obviously we've had Violet on uh, a couple of times she, she's she's great uh, I think she's gonna have a really good year um, I was just looking at some of her social stuff recently. I see that she's done a formed a, a team with um, CJ Carter, not CJ Carter, CJ Rollins. Because we said CJ Carter earlier. Um, that's she's gonna have a really good year, um, that's for sure. And she's she's great, and again, and a very nice person. We had Ronnie on before a couple of times against Luna. We had against Luna, yeah, and it was a really good match. And it's just that moment of time, when can we get her in? You know, and obviously having Nadia on is always gonna be good. We've not had her before. Um, but she's done amazing things and obviously very synonymous with other companies that are nearby. So that's going to be a, let's, let's, throw, let's throw all these dynamic pieces into one match and see what happens. Again, it's their stage. Absolutely. And uh, we've got to talk about Aluna, uh, the current future proof champion for United Wrestling. And uh, Aluna will be there on March the 10th 
flip the script to address the future of the Future Proof Championship. So yeah. I don't know if there's anything you can divulge, any if you can enlighten, enlighten us at all, but uh, what, what are you expecting to see from Aluna on March the 10th? I have absolutely no idea. Hmm. <laughs> Got a message from Aluna. Um, uh, she's picked up a, 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 a nasty injury. So obviously she can't work the original match as planned. Um, and she just said, can I have can I have a bit of ring time? I'd like to talk about the championship. So who knows? There we go. You'll have to be there to find out, I suppose. You'll yeah. Be there to find out. Um, and uh, it ties in with this match here as well, because you've got uh, James Farrell, who was meant to be facing Aluna, if I'm not mistaken, for the Future Proof Championship or for Aluna's Future Proof Championship. Uh, that is not happening, but... Uh, James Farrell will still be there against, yep. uh, as it stands at the moment, a mystery opponent. Yeah, no, no idea who's going to be. I think we're going to have to put a bounty out or uh, see what happens from that point. There we go. And uh, let's talk about this one here. Uh, Adonis Payne will be defending his Phantomweight Championship against Libby Grace and Josh Folds. And uh, we neglected to mention earlier, Josh Folds, I believe, is a former two-time United champion. Yes. Uh, but here, this time round, he's going to be going after Adonis Payne's Phantomweight Championship. And uh, Livy Grace will be added to the mix as well. But a very, very exciting triple threat match there for the Phantomweight Championship. Yeah, so we've got uh, Josh was going to face Adonis uh, at um, Season's Beatings last year. to the last show of um, last year. Uh, but Harris Efton decided it'd be really fun to beat him up on the way to the ring and took his spot. So it's like, you know what, Josh, you get you get a match. But unfortunately, we also want to have Libby Grace in there as well. So Libby Grace was um, in a very cathartic moment. She was one of the ones that was booked on the show that never was. And we haven't had her since. And it was really interesting. So I went onto my Facebook page and I was like, we, we really want to get uh, Libby and she's, she's fantastic. And the last message I'd sent to her was saying, look, I'm really sorry that the show's been cancelled. And then the next message was, do you want to come work for us? <laughs> and, it, you know, there's four, four or five years in that gap. And it was, yeah. wow, that's an amazing thing to have. And, um, yeah, I spoke to her loads since. Can't wait to have her on. It's going to be really, it's going to be great to finally work with her after all this time. Yeah, it's going to be great to get to Livy Grace in a United ring finally. And we spoke about them earlier. The Dogs Bollocks, Kira Kamira and Scotty Rourke going up against Scouse and Proud, Harley Hudson and Lizzie Evo. And uh, I think that might be Lizzie and Harley's first trip down to United Wrestling, uh, but they will be going up against the Tag Team Championships, uh, champions, uh, the Dogs Bollocks. And that is going to be uh, a mouth-watering tie, if ever I've seen one, and a match I'm certainly looking forward to. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, main, main event. Like, it could be, it could very well be yeah, the main event. I think it's going to go off. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is possibly the most northern match I think yeah. we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> But Kira is, but, oh, very, Kira, southern. Kira is very southern, so she's northern, yeah, North France, I guess. Um, but yeah, it, I can't wait for that match. I really, I really can't wait for that match. It was, it was something that I was like, oh, you know, it'd be great to get um, Lizzie and Harley in. Like, let's, and they don't obviously do a tag team. Do you know what? I'd like to see them against the Dog Pollocks. What a great match. Let's do that. Hopefully, okay. they, don't, they don't take the bouts up north because that could cause some issues. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. And uh, we have to talk about this. Uh, the, the questicles will be in full force. The Simon section will be in full uh, full force on March the 10th when uh, Nina Samuels uh, makes, uh, I think she might be making her debut for United uh, for the championship. The United Wrestling Championship will be on the line. Nina Samuels, uh, one of the very best wrestlers, performers in the UK, going up against Simon Quest. Um, that is, I'm, I'm guessing, going to be the main event and that is going to be uh, a banger. 
it's going to be fantastic. Simon, Simon's run has been, it's not been the longest run so far. He's, what, 100 and not, 100 odd days. Yeah. But in that time, he's had Bullet, Tommy Kyle, Alexis Falcon, Amuse, you know, and now Anina Samuel. It's, it's just, it's just gone. Yeah, okay, you've got, you've got to run with the route. How about you face just about every massive person in the country that we can possibly think of? Yeah. Uh, and, that, and, you know, there are no, I could not think of a bigger name than New Zealand to get in. She's got nine championships, eight championships. So, yeah, good good luck, Simon. I, she, she may be adding another one to that. So, wow. <laughs> well, yeah, the question, <laughs> question calls may riot if Nina wins. <laughs> but that is an absolutely stacked show. And like I say, we're intrigued to find out what Aluna has to say about the future of the Future Proof Championship. We're intrigued to see who James Farrell's opponent might be. Um, and you've got uh, a stacked card there with some of the best talent, uh, not just on the United roster, but from around the UK. Um, but uh, that is going to be one to watch. And for anybody watching or listening live at home, guys, um, I'm assuming there might be a few tickets still available. If so, where can uh, my viewers, listeners go and get their tickets for the next show, Flip the Script, tonight? Yep, so head over to Eventbrite, just type in United Wrestling UK, uh, and it will come up. You, ultimately, you can hit any one of our social media pages, and there are many, many links on all of them. Um, yeah, Eventbrite, it's on there, and they are selling fast. I would imagine, I would be shocked if it doesn't sell out, given we have not, never sold. We've all, we sold every, every show. Every, every, every show is sold every out as a tap, so you might want to get on it quickly before why, why you can. Yeah, don't rely on there being tickets on the door. We, we were turning people away at, yeah. at shows, so, and we don't want to do that. Yeah, and you've got all of United socials running along the bottom of the screen, so just uh, go to their Facebook, their X, or their Instagram. Links will be there, or just go to Eventbrite and grab your tickets today. Don't be that guy that misses out, for sure. Um, but uh, while we've got uh, Craig, uh, who is over on the, the left-hand side of the screen there, um, otherwise known as Hellfire Designs, um, and uh, you do all the all the graphics oh, yeah. for United Wrestling, and you, you've also designed uh, all of the belts for United Wrestling, haven't you, Craig? Yeah. So let me just bring up some pictures here. Simon Quest with the United uh, Championship. You've obviously got uh, Aluna with the Future Proof Championship there. That's not a, not a great picture. That's an even better one there. Um, and of course, you've got the the Phantom Weight Championship, and of course, the tag team titles. All of them. Uh, very, very smart, very beautiful championships, I've got to say. Um, and I know that you design championships for companies all over the world, but tell us specifically about the United belts and some of the kind of inspiration behind your designs for those in particular. Uh, the main inspiration was the hexagonal shape. If you look at pretty much every belt, there is some sort of hexagon in there somewhere. Um Maybe if it's the shape of the main plate, very obviously like the uh, the main title, but the tags, um, the background patterning is all hexagons as well. So that there's a lot of hexagons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when did you start designing championship belts? Give us a little bit of um, an origin story as far as how that all started. When was the original show, the show that never happened? Uh, 2017, 2018? Then. <laughs> it was the first time oh, it was our, our belt um, which isn't on the wall actually um, no it's in the garage <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, place. Yeah. <laughs> that, that one's on the wall what more do you want <laughs> 
And um, I, I mentioned that you've designed championships for companies all over the world. And I think that uh, anybody that uh, follows you and Hellfire Design, certainly on Instagram, will have seen that you've designed recently the, the brand new championships for TNA Wrestling. Um, and I'm going to bring up some pictures here. Um, I think this is the digital media title for TNA. You also designed the new X Division Championship um, and uh, the new world title for TNA as well. And let's not forget, you also designed the TNA Knockouts Division Championship belt and, of course, sported there by Jordan Grace at uh, this year's Royal Rumble on the WWE Network. And uh, I know that that was uh, something you wasn't expecting when you saw Jordan Grace come out with one of your designs. But uh, that's pretty cool to have been asked to design um, all of the championships for TNA, my friend. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit weird. I mean, I did the initial designs back in March, April time of last year. So they've been done for quite a while. <laughs> been sat on it for a long time. And when Jordan came out at the Royal Rumble, uh, obviously he was an unexpected entrant into the Women's Rumble, but uh, even more unexpected yeah. for yourself to see her with one of your designs around her waist. Yeah, I uh, wasn't expecting to see that at like two in the morning. <laughs> uh, so it definitely woke me up. A pleasant surprise that kept you awake for the rest of the show. She's available for <laughs> And, and um, just a little bit of a, a plug for yourself, if there are companies out there uh, worldwide, because uh, this is watched in many countries, and want to get in touch with you to maybe design a championship for them, um, how can they do so? Uh, best way is Instagram, which is howfire underscore designs. Um, I'm really bad at emails and X or Twitter, <laughs> as it's actually called. Um <laughs> But yeah, Instagram is definitely the best. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, let's talk about the remainder of 2024, because I know that you've got your schedule lined up. Obviously, you had the show in Reading early this month, the 4th of February. We got Flip the Script just around the corner, 11 days time, March the 10th, uh, back at the Tap Social. And then you've got shows, uh, let's see, in May, June, yeah. August, uh, October. Um, and I'm not sure if you've got any other shows kind of dotted in there i think you said this is going to be your busiest year uh, on it's record yeah so, so, so we got uh 4th feb there was uh double barrel which i debuted there which was just a fantastic little venue uh wow it's big yeah it's big yeah, um, and i think we again fit more people in there uh then we've got march 10th which is obviously the next one then we're back at that social for may and we then go back to double barrel brewery on the may 19th may 19th, may 19th. And then we've got June 30th, August 18th, September 22nd, yeah. back at the Reading again, Monster Bash 3 in October. We've also got, uh, I assume it's not a spoiler. Uh, uh, 26th. 26th of October, we're back doing the Thanks. birthday event for Phantom, like we did last year. Obviously, then we don't kick it that event, which is why it's not on there. Uh, and yet, we've got December. Yes. December 8th, I think, <laughs> at Tap Social um, as well. So, and then and potentially another one in Reading in December as well. So, yeah, but 11 shows. So, so tell me about that. Obviously, you know, we've spoken a lot about the Tap Social being your, your United home, um, but you're using the double-barreled out of Reading. Um, I think you, you've used them twice so far, once last year, once already this year, uh, and many more times to come. And, and obviously you're branching out a little bit, using a different venue, using a different town. Uh, what's the thought process behind that? And are we likely to see other towns get uh, a visit or a show from United in the future? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we've used so we've only used double barrel once, which was this year. That was the first time. Um, right. The one last year was at a, uh, somewhere called the Phantom Brewery, also in Reading, but kind of ten minutes away from each other. Um, uh, so and we're doing them again in October as well. So we do their birthday event it's for more them. of a sort of standalone. Yeah, um, and then we we just we just wanted to kind of go. The tap's been amazing. The tap is our home. We That's don't. Probably. We the cannot. Shows will be at the time. We cannot ever foresee a time when we're not at the tap social. They they are amazing, amazing venue, and amazing people. Um, but we could do more. We've got more months. There's more in us. You know, there's more towns. So let's look. You know, where where is wrestling currently not happening? Where could we make it happen? And as far as I could work out, though, I could find nothing in Reading. And I was like, let's go, let's go to Reading then. Let's go and find somewhere. And we found another brewery in Reading. Like, maybe that's our USP that we wrestle. <laughs> wrestle in it goes back to what we in terms of opening those doors and, and breaking down those barriers and, and, and making sure that we're making the noise in the industry that, you know, you, you don't have to have none. No. Nope. Versus men and, and women versus women. And you know, there is no barrier to uh, to the performance and to, to, the, uh, to the competition. Yeah, and you know, and I absolutely we I know we we've already looked at a few other venues for next year somewhere else. You know, it'd be nice to look at somewhere kind of Owlsbury, Wickham, that sort of area. Or we also spoke about Swindon, although it's quite heavily quite a lot of wrestling in Swindon. Um, so we don't want to stand on step on toes. We're not we're not here. Yeah, we don't. That's one thing we don't want to do. Is we don't want to step on toes. We don't want to rub shoulders and upset people. That's not what we're about. Wrestling um, should be... We should be working together. Yeah. Work, let's work together. We you know. <laughs> let's please, uh, please promote us. Work together. It's, it's, it's makes, easier for everyone. Yeah. The more eyes on wrestling, the better it is for the for the scene. It's just... It, it, that's one of the biggest things that has been frustrating when you're going, let's just work together. And they go, no, I don't want to work with you. Yeah, we, we work closely with a few other promotions to make yeah, sure yeah. we don't have overlapping dates and things. Well, you look at look at say Night, which is another fantastic promotion, and you know, obviously, we we love CJ Carter. He's great. Um, annoying me, hurt his back because you know he might have still been our champion if he hadn't. Um, but we we use a lot of similar people, so if we didn't speak to each other, we'd clash. and we wouldn't be able to have a Luna or Adonis, or he might not be able to have a Luna or Adonis because. We want to use the same people. So by talking to each other, we don't have that problem. Same with sacrifice, you know, that another fantastic promotion. We just want to work with people. Let's the more people that have got watching wrestling, the better it is for everybody. So yeah. let's let's just work together. Okay, let's jump to some uh, more comments. And uh, Richie watching us live via YouTube. Uh will United come to Cardiff? Oh, so he's keen to get you down into South drive. Wales. That's a long drive. Uh, well, we looked. So, funny enough, we looked at a venue. Actually, you didn't come. No, I was once. It was me and him. Was. We looked at a venue in Bristol, um, and it was a fantastic venue. But again, you've got so much going on in Bristol yeah. already. It was. Do does did it do you need more people in that same area? You know, and so I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I've, never say never. I've never. I would definitely not say no. Uh, it's not immediately on my radar. But hey, it's we found the right. If we found the right venue in the right place, yeah. If you got a, if you got a brewery in Cardiff, needs <laughs> <laughs> some restaurants. I'm sure Richie will find you one anyway for sure. <laughs> and uh, the last Viking again. Uh, he's just got his four tickets for Flip the Strip. Cannot wait. 
I just checked that, Shalom. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we look forward to seeing him down uh, the Tap Social March. Yeah, the, yeah. The, <laughs> he has the final, a <laughs> final question for the three of you. And uh, like I say, it's been uh, four coming up five years of United Wrestling, but you know, the last two or three years proper. But so, uh, what are some of your, or maybe your top one or two proudest moments um, of working with uh, United Wrestling? Since this is inception, or maybe more recent times, but have you got any really proud moments that you can hang your hat on? Yeah, I, I, mine's really, it's so boring. It's such a rubbish, boring <laughs> moment. But it, it, it was it was so good. So it was, a, it was at Monster Bash 2, and I was upstairs, and so I think Simon Quest's match was on, and everyone was going mental. And I was sat talking to Lana Austin, uh, Rob Drake, and, it, and she just turned around and she went, it's amazing here, isn't it? You guys have got something special. And it was just that moment of validation um, from somebody who's a massive name in the scene. It was just a fantastic little moment. And I was like, do you know what? Thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah. th there was a similar moment. I I've got a group with, ironically, the Pillars of United in it. Um, and I was talking to him recently. I said, look, I'd love, I, I really value feedback. I really want feedback. I want people to say, that was rubbish. That was a really stupid idea. Why did you do that? Or have you thought about this? I really want that. So I said, look, guys, I, I, I trust your opinion. I trust you. Give me an honest answer. What do you think we're doing? And they were all just like, guys, mate, you're amazing. You do fantastic work. And I was like, cheers, guys. You know, it just means so much when other people go, you're one of the best companies in the UK. You know, you, we are talked about in rings where people like Progress and RevPro, and you go, wow, dude, mate, yeah, awesome. <laughs> what are you supposed to say to that, you know? So that's, that's my moment. So those little comments mean so much. Yeah. And just on that, before Craig and uh, Peter jump in, I, I was observing Lana and Rob and all the other talent. Because of that, that balcony area is it's a beautifully situated area for, for the talent to kind of soak in the atmosphere, soak in the rest of the action. And uh, I know that Lana was really enjoying the action. And when I had Lana on the show in December, she said how much she enjoyed uh, her time, her match at United Wrestling um, for was it Monster Bash two October? Mm -hmm. But uh, Craig, let me hand it over to you. What are some of your proudest moments um, of uh, working with United Wrestling? I think mine would probably be the first show we did at Tap because it it was very stressful doing two shows in a row <laughs> that's barely sold anything. So yeah. it makes it feel like what's the point of all the aggro and doing all this, and then. Mike and Pete doing their whole rolling up the crowd at the beginning of the show, mm -hmm. and you're actually hearing people. <laughs> it's, it's quite, it's rewarding in the the fact that you feel like, ah, actually we have done something right with this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a really good point, isn't it? Because we you know we're not. I'd like to think there's not many promoters out there that are really like, oh, well, we are going to be the next WWE. Maybe you know, maybe that should be your dream, but. You just want to go and have a really good time with your mates. And that's what it's about. You know, we're not making hundreds and thousands and thousands of pounds. You know, what you make most, <laughs> most, <laughs> most, most shows you either you don't make any money or what you do make goes straight back into the next show. So those moments where the crowd are just no one's on their phones or no one's sat back, everyone is forward, their eyes are locked on what's going on. They're screaming, they're shouting. And they're not quiet, yeah. Those they're, moments. They are making noise. You, 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 you stole my own, man. <laughs> I was going to go, yeah. With, 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 the proud moment for me is... is going through a door. <laughs> going through a door needing the quadruple bypass, I mean. No, the... the, uh, the, the just hearing the reaction of the crowd. I mean, I'm often, if I'm not 
doing something, you know, ringside, you know, pretending I know what I'm doing, uh, <laughs> then I'm normally at the back helping Gary, you know, with audio visual and support, and tech support. Um, and so I get a, a very sort of panoramic view of the crowd from the back, just kind of seeing their reaction, you know, watching where it's going off and, and, and seeing those little, you know, little pockets of noise that start to spread across the crowd and, and then you end up with the opposite side of, you know over in the, the, the sofas and the, the splash zone. <laughs> the splash zone. Um you know sort of but you know they'll have their favourites and questicles are going off at someone else. It it's just amazing. I try and at the end of the show as well I always try and sort of uh, say thank you to as many of the crowd uh, as they're leaving because at the end of the day we could put on a show it could just cost us money uh, without these guys coming in and, and paying a, a, a ticket. Uh, we would be able to carry on. So a big shout out to the crowd that can join yeah. us. So that that fills my heart when I see their reaction. What was the words? Yeah, I echo all of that, and uh, I can't emphasize enough uh, how special United was. Uh, certainly to my fandom in 2023, and having the opportunity to work there as your uh, backstage reporter, your backstage interview. I had a lot of fun there, um, and looking forward to uh, March the 10th. But uh, before we let you go, uh, an opportunity for you to throw out your socials where we can reach out, say hi, and find out more about United Wrestling on X, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, but the floor is yours, guys. Where can we find you and learn more? Yeah, so uh, Facebook and Instagram are nice and easy. They are just United Wrestling uh, UK, uh, all one word, which is nice and easy. And probably, I'd say Instagram is the go-to place. Uh, X, sorry, Twitter. X. Is, <laughs> is official UW UK. Um, and please go and give us a follow. We don't have a massive following on Twitter. Um, I don't know why. I don't. I, I suppose it's because I don't engage with it particularly well. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to have some more followers on Instagram. So please, oh, for, on, on Twitter. So please go and do that. But yeah, Instagram is probably the place. Uh, alternately, you can head over to our website, which is just unitedwrestinguk.com. Uh, it's got links to our YouTube channel, our, our socials, to Eventbrite, and to our merchandise store as well. There we go. And uh, speaking of merchandise, you do have a Shopify. Uh, tell us a bit about that. What sort of uh, merchandise uh, items we can expect and purchase on there? So uh, it, everything that we sell at the show is on there. Um, so all the all the t-shirts, all the um, things that we've had over different times. Even if we've run out of stock, yeah, thanks. Even if we've run out of stock at the shows, you can order it from there. Uh, you've also got exclusive stuff on there, like our hats and stuff, uh, and the hoodies that I'm wearing. Um, we don't we don't have these at the show, so they are online exclusives. Plus, we did a social campaign recently to vote for our next design, which is the one that you've. Very nice, put up on the graphic with the United Jack behind it. United Jack, is that what That works. Yeah, yeah let's go with that. Uh, and then all the other ones that didn't get voted are also available on the website as well. So we only have one set printed. So yeah, go over there, there's loads of stuff on there. And I'm, I'm adding stuff to it all the time. So yeah, it's not an easy job. It, yeah. <laughs> And uh, just a quick final plug from me, of course. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe uh, and get ready. Set your reminder for Eddie Dennis. He'll be joining me live on Wrestling with John's Monday, the 4th of March, just uh, next Monday, a few days around the corner. Please go and check that one out. Um, check out my socials to uh, see the full lineup 
for March, but it all kicks off next Monday with Eddie Dennis. But uh, uh, Mike, Pete, Craig, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honour speaking to you for the last hour and 18 minutes, all about United Wrestling uh, and what we have to look forward to. And don't forget, there are still tickets available for Flip the Script, March the 10th from the TAP Social Movement in Oxford. Check out their socials or their website. Get your tickets today at Eventbrite. Uh, but guys, I just want to thank you so much for being a part of the show. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see you in 11 days time. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. There we go. Take care, guys. See you soon.